Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players from around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gallus board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 43, The Return of Colin. That's right. That's right. It has been one year since Gareth and I got together and started this podcast where we talked about conventions. Gareth, how are you? I'm very well. One year. Happy anniversary. One year. Happy anniversary to you. I didn't get you a card. I know. In fact, last time I bought your cards, you got somebody else's cards. That's a whole different story. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I can't. Well, it's. What days? It's uh, four days till UK Games Expo. Four days, yeah. So uh, um, I think going to chat about that in a moment. Um, but I thought we'd maybe reflect on last week's episode. Yeah, so we're sandwiched. Bit. This is a sandwich episode, right? This is like the filler. Between this is a filler two, between two cons. Between two cons. Between uh, there's another player. Oh, between oh, we could have been a better title. Oh, that would have been great. I'll That's run it okay. down. Yeah. So, so for all of our listeners, we scratched that. Our title is now Between Two Cons. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So last week was Geekway to the West, smaller, but gaining in popularity. That was fun. So please go back. It's a very popular episode as well, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. But we learned a lot of lessons because it was our first, um, our first opportunity to remote record and patch episodes to you know patch recordings together hack i think the word is hack them together (laughs) okay hack them hack them yes we we that's the right word i don't know if it is but that's fine yeah so um i think we learned that two microphones when we're doing interviews is is key um i only had one you've got to watch your space um Try to find the quietest space. I know that seems like, well, duh, PJ, but we thought we were quiet enough. But you know, um, if anyone hasn't um, listened to the episode, is listened to the episode, and wants to listen to the interview again, I have re-uploaded it and I've done some sound editing, uh, removing lots of background noise, which sounds a lot, lot better with a little less distortion. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, we learned a lot about yeah mics, like you say, background the, noise. You're the you're the talent. In this in this partnership, you're the talent. You're the I'm the one. audio engineer. Yeah, you you do all yeah. the work. You I do quite the hard that lifting. Bit. Yeah, I think uh, I think Apple. I use my iPad for this stuff because my I generally have it, have it on me most of the time. And Apple released Pro Logic or one of those things, one of the other ones, mm-hmm. um, which has just a instant button to remove noise, and it worked a treat. Yeah. So uh, that was easy enough to do. Um, and it's it's also I know that we've uh, we've had like K from from Scotland had reached out to us about podcast advice and anyone else who's thinking about it. Right. Um, I did all that recording on my iPhone. So, um, if I would have had two microphones, I think the sound quality would have been a little better because that, that was more behavioral than technology. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a defect of the technology. It was a defect of my not being aware enough or whatever. So it's something to think about if you're planning on, engaging in a podcast and we're going to do more of this you're going to do some really fancy things i have high hopes well yeah i did yeah so i've been mean to buy some lapel wireless mics 
and they are either really cheap or really expensive. And I found a set that I think sits in the middle. I've tested them here, and they seem to work pretty well. So uh, that, and then I've got the gimbal camera with me. Um, and that every year is really hard. You know, every year you film stuff, and then right. the angles are wrong, people's heads get in the way. And the sound off that on its own was quite rubbish, but this makes me plug into wireless. So we, we'll see how it goes. We've got a lot of things lined up. Yeah. You know, you and I were just talking about this before recording. Um, we have to be crazy because I don't know that people understand all the work involved, right? Um, I had experiences at Geekway, and you talked about you're probably going to experience this too this weekend at uh, UK GE. We're there to game. But if you're interviewing and recording, then you have less time for socializing and gaming. So trying to manage that, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah we, I think, must, I think, we must be crazy. <laughs> I think before the world went crazy with lockdowns, those couple of expos, I think I did all near every single day. There were interviews planned, timed interviews across all three days. And that means you are really hampered in terms yeah. of like hanging out with friends. And now I, schedule them to be generally in a big chunk. And again, you've got to watch it because there are other people running behind you. So if you turn up and you think you're going to interview at one o'clock, often you find that somebody else is overrun. And so you've mm. really got to, it becomes quite, yeah, quite stressful. So yeah, those things that you have to plan as you go through the day. Um, so we've got various things lined up. Um, Saturday, I, I avoid doing stuff on the Saturday just in terms of interviews, because it's so loud and busy on a Saturday. Oh, sure. Yeah, getting kit in is difficult. And you're going to meet somebody in the evenings. We've done that before. But uh, core, the best time for I find for interviews is Sunday, because it's very quiet, and people have got more time to spend spend with you. Um, what, about the, what about the first day of the convention? Yeah, Friday's good. But Friday again is people going to get new games. They're, hit, they're checking out the bring and buy. These are, I guess these are, these are gamers. Um, and again, I've got two tours of stands lined up for Friday. Most stuff is Sunday. Um, and then there's the press event. If you apply for press at UK Games Expo, that's on the Thursday evening. So that's a good chance to get into some of the ones and also spot things you may not have noticed. So, uh, planning your day and working out where to go is also quite key. There were, uh, there weren't, there weren't a lot of, um, vendors and designers, um, at Geekway, and it, there were a couple. So, like Jamie Stegmeyer, he was there, but he wasn't manning a booth. He was, yeah, he was playing games with people at the tables. So, um, and I didn't get a chance to see him, but um, I know that UKG is a little bit more organized. It seems like now that May is coming to an end, uh, we're moving into June and summertime. The conventions are getting bigger, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never. I was saying this earlier to to Carrie that I was looking at the plan, also seeing some of the stands and the designers and the games publishers are turning up and going, It's this is probably the first time I felt it's returned to the similar size it was before COVID and the lockdowns mm-hmm. when things so if it so I was I noticed that um Nicholas McCollum, who's the designer of Bricks and Mortar, one of those games I've talked about so much on my own personal channel so much and sold so much sold numerous copies globally um that his business is theirs so they're on a combined stand octa 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 raf games um and i was like man i'm gonna have to go check out these guys and like at least come and say hello 
and if I had some space, get my box probably signed, but or, or a sticker signed, a stick inside the box because I love that game. But it's, it's seeing those people fly in, which maybe year before last certainly didn't, and so last year there was less of them. Right. Um, there's so much to see and do. Um, so there's yeah, Oxoraffi, Oxoraff. There's the guys from Studio Middle Beast. So. I've chatted to them a lot on Instagram, on Instagram, on private messaging when we launched and supported that going live. So they're there. Um, folded space. I'm not sure whether Rich is going to be there, but certainly going to go and say hello to those guys um, through the day. Um, You're going to have to tell them hello for me because I'm not going to see them until Gen Con, which is in August. So that's months away. What, what else is there? Um, Button Shy Games. If you like your wallet games, um, I'm a massive fan of these wallet games. So they're, you know, credit card size envelopes with 18 or so cards in them. Um, I think it's about 70, I think, in the series, but a lot of them are out of print. So I'm going to visit the, those guys and see um, whether I'll find any ones I haven't got. And then um, I think after last week's discussion, Earth is going to end up, it gets, it gets retail released this week anyway. Um, and then there's uh, from Hashit Games. There's they've got the expansion for Icky. Going to be there. Some limited uh, copies of that. And a game called After Us. It looks pretty fun. Again, they've got very early releases. So we'll see whether we are lucky enough to get a copy of one of those uh, early on. Um, and then it's just you know, bring and buy. I've got some stuff to sell. Hanging out with, I mean, the Instagram community, I'd, I've lost count of how many people are going, but um, <laughs> it'll become this whole, how many people can you meet? Last year, somebody made uh, bingo, you know, find the uh, Instagram. I don't know whether anyone's doing that this year. Um, I was uh, going to chat to John from Triwing Games. Excellent. Um, so he's on the designer track. Um, and generally have fun. The weather's going to be pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so need to think about what we're going to wear because probably have to end up wearing shorts. Um, and just be very relaxed about the whole, yeah, the whole thing really. Um, so you mentioned earth, you mentioned, um, the expansion for Iki. Aki, um, Akibon, Akibono. I've probably destroyed the pronunciation. Yeah. Aki, Akibono. Are yeah. there any other, are there any other games you're looking forward to that are going to be released at there's not there's not much of it released no it says it's saved to origins or Or is there anything you're looking forward to purchasing Um, anything on your wish list from there that you're hoping oh that's a good question i don't think so um the expansion for twilight imperium could fall into a basket if i see it (laughs) but only because i've got the (laughs) i've got the expansion i've got the folded space storage solution Oh, and it includes the and expansion. it includes and, and it's just this huge hole in the box, and uh, and we were saying that there's enough game there that we don't need the expansion. But no. if if the price was right, um, what's on the wish list? Um, bah, 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 there isn't much. It's a game called Alf Null, Alf Null, which is by Tony Boydell. Oh, tw- Tony Boydell, Boydell's there. Um, I think you can book in, um, for which I've applied for, for to test out the this new mega expansion for Snowdonia that's going to come out. Oh, cool! Um, and then, yeah, there isn't there isn't much. Um, I generally 
I might see games as I wander around that we'll grab. But it's little things, it's all the other things, accessories that we might pick up. Um, I have had a very successful couple of, well, week and a half setting games. So I've got quite a lot of games to hand over to various people who bought through me via Facebook channels. Um, and then I've got about 10 things to go and bring and buy. Whereas last year I put about 40 in. So um, it's lugging all those games from the hotel, from the car into the venue. Um, uh, yeah, Katie and I are in the process of uh, registering all of our games to sell at the consignment sale for Gen Con. Cause we have a lot, we have a lot this year. And um, so, yeah, we know about all that lugging the games around. That's cool. You know, so when I'm at Gen Con, we have successfully signed up a, um, we successfully signed up an event to play 10 penny parks. Oh yeah. With, with, with Nate Linhart the uh, designer. That's a good game. Teach, very, he's going to teach us a game. We never played it before, but he's going to teach it to us. And so that that's kind of cool. So I think we're also going to talk about current games we've been up to. What's been hitting your table over the last week and a half? Or are you still just knees deep in ISS Vanguard? You know, so it's interesting. We, we boxed it up and put it away for several weeks. And then we picked it up yesterday um, and picked up where we left off. So all day yesterday, well... We started the day with Flamecraft, because if you recall, we played it at Geekwood. Yeah. And Katie loved it so much, she just bought it at Titan from our friend Nick here in Springfield. Um, she fought, He had it on the shelf, and she's like, yep, we're buying this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so we played that. We played Boop again. Boop. Boop. Yep. Boop. I won. I won, finally. Um, <laughs> and then we set up ISS Vanguard, went through two planetary missions, and we were surprised at how quick, now that we've played it for a lot. Yeah, yeah. Familiar, it was really quick to set it back up again. And we're going to do one more planetary mission today, and then we're going to pack it up, and then just kind of marathon of games. And and how many, how far through the game do you know? I don't, because we've been to several planets twice. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I would probably say fifteen percent of the Blimey. overall game. It's crazy. There's a lot of content. It's you are fully invested, isn't you really? And then we've still got Isofarian Guard, which has five five campaigns, four four chapters each and we only finished the first chapter of campaign one so yeah 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 i mean you really can't you can't add much more to your collection because you're just gonna you've got like frost haven to do and you've that's so every much other weekend yeah frost haven all day um, you've got enough content for the rest of the year oh i do but you know how is your whole playing through all your games in your collection oh so we are currently at 52% of our entire collection has been played once. So we were over 50%. So we're, we're, we're on target to be 75% by Gen Con. That's always our goal. And then a hundred percent by the end of the year. If you recall last year, we were at 99%. Um, so we're at 52%. Now here's the fun part. Head to head between Katie and I, I'm up by two games. This is good. 
better yes. progress than last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause she was, she was, she was up for a while. She was up and then we caught up. So for my birthday, she gave me cloud spire. So we played as that. another beast. I don't really know that it's a beast. No, I thought um, there's a lot of content to that, isn't there? Well, there is. We only have the core game. Okay. No expansions, no upgrades or anything like that. Um, so we the, the first game was just kind of a, it, it basically tells you two players, one player plays this faction, the other player plays this faction, and it tells you what to do in your first turn. Yeah. Then you are free to do what you want. So we played it four times. Um, now we've got a feel for the game and we're ready to engage in the cooperative mode. Um, there's a huge, a huge book of, um, solo content, which will probably lie follow because I don't don't play solo. Not often enough. Maybe I'll try it. Um, that's a beautiful game. We talk about design. Oh my God. That's a beautifully designed game. Yeah. Everything's, everything's neoprene. I've got that with, um, with too many bones, the same. Oh right, yeah. Cheap theory games. The production level is neoprene mats, dice printed dice. Yep. Chips. The chips. Oh, they're weighty. Yeah. Will um, will they be at UK GE? Uh, know? they aren't, but somebody will have some stock. I read yesterday. Right. Um, I had notification that the next wave of whichever game found was about to ship and it was just mm. so much more content, which I hope all fits in the, they do this amazing Calyx size storage cube that nice. it's got these beautiful drawers. So we'll see um, that's due to arrive. Um, you'll please know that I've done 12% of the games I own. 12%. <sighs> I'm depressing, isn't it? Well, I think that you more than me play the same games repetitively. And I love that you do that. Um, I think you revisit the same games. Now, certainly Katie and I do that as well, but um, yeah. And is it 12% because your collection is so substantial? Mm, or yeah. is it? I think it's a combination. How, how, how did we do two, last right? year? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Like it seems yeah, most years is about 30%, 27, 26. Um, we have made a good dent into lots of unplayed games in the last couple of weeks. Um, what have we played? We have played... And we finally got the Great Wall to table with three players. I think I said nice. the other week I played it with two and the the third computer, you know. What's the word I'm looking for? Ghost player. Yeah, ghost player. Friend. And yeah. it wasn't very fun. And then we played it on Saturday uh, with Gareth, the other Gareth. And um, I love the theme. I love the the production value is really high. And Gareth dropped a message afterwards because we're trying to put a finger on what it was. And he said, it's because it feels too easy. Because it's, it's quite logical. You're building a wall. Right. And that's, that was the nail on the head. And then I went and read some other reviews and other people said the same. Um, now, I did notice we got a couple of rules wrong. It would have made it slightly more challenging, <laughs> but, but not significant. It is quite gather resources and build. Um there's a whole box of ex- extras which they everyone recommends if you want to play a bit more complicated. Add add this stuff in, um, but the theme was really good. I mean, you're yeah, you're allocating workers. You're playing this card. Um, eventually, building the wall to defend the you know, raiding hordes. Um, but it's, yeah, it sat on the shelf for 
two years because the rule book was so bad. Had to wait for version two to come out. <laughs> um, we received Cat in a Box in the week. I saw that. Haven't played it. Um, which I think won a couple of Board Game Geek awards. A comp- maybe maybe card game and party game. I can't remember which one it won. Um, so we played that. Once you understand the rules, as in you've taught them, it flies. <laughs> but trying to explain to people that you've got cards in your hand that are numbered and in your hand they can be any colour, but when you play them they become the colour you declare and it's a trick-taking game. Right. Um, and then you mark, so let's say I had a five, I can play it as a, as a green five, so green cap, and then everyone else either follows the suit, the colour, or they can play uh, red as a trump. But you can mark that on a board, and so everyone knows that you've played a green five. And if you don't want to follow suit, you have to basically declare you haven't got any of these cards. So you maybe you take off this marker that says you have no green cards. As the game progresses and the board starts to fill up, you've got cards in your hand that you've said you have no more yellow cards. Right. And everyone plays yellow, and you then can't play another card because that five has got you've got a five, but the all the fives have gone. As in, they've all been. It's five cards. There's only four locations. You end up literally having a paradox that you've got cards in your hand that in theory shouldn't be there because everything they could be has already been played, and the game ends. And it's 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 actually genius. <laughs> I was like, that's really quite clever how that plays. How did someone come up with that? So um, yeah, we played that a bit. We did play it two player earlier today and went. Neh. It definitely shines. If we played it with four. I think a fifth, fifth. So I think you need more players. Two okay. player was again quite procedural. Um, and I finally beat Final Girl, the solo game. Um, I've had sat on the shelf for a while, played it a couple of times, never won. And I finally got Hands the Butcher, was slain by my mighty axe <laughs> that I found on the very first card pool, which was amazing. Um, that just helped. So yeah, nice. that's, so so that's been played this week. Um, another game of Darwin's Journey, which has hit the table pretty regularly now for the last two months. Um, that, highly recommend I, that one. Yeah, that's that's a hot. That's going to be the hot game of the summer, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I have games where I just absolutely nail it, and other games where just it's such a tight puzzle of keeping on top of what everyone else is doing, keeping up with the. Darwin's boat that if I miss a turn, you don't score points or you get less points. Um, so it wasn't, um, I didn't lose massively, but it wasn't optimal. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that. So that is what I've been up to. And only 12% of my game collection, which makes me feel like I have to go downstairs and find loads of small games and maybe cheat. Not cheat, but work through fast games to get a number up. But to be fair, my collection is 200 years as larger. So yeah. But so maybe must... we need to sell more games. Well, seriously, I think I've got rid of about fifty. And if I don't bring more back with me, then hmm. we have a we are going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So that is good. Okay, I think we're, we're going to wrap this up then with some top tips for anyone who's um, going to the Games Expo or going to go to Origins or Gen Con or any other many cons or Essen or Spiel, yep. should I say, later in the year. Yeah. If you go back to episode one with its slightly dodgy sound production, you can listen to our very much more detailed top tips as we rattle through. I think we did about eight each, I think. 
Um, we we did a lot. We were really comprehensive in all the. Yeah, the one the one I remember is shoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, think about your feet. You yes. do a lot of steps during those couple of uh, those three or four days. Um, so, comfy trainers, comfy shoes, whatever you want to put on your feet. You're going to pound those floors, searching for your most wanted games. Or most um, wanted game players. Game players, or walking back and forth from the hotels, carrying games. Think about your shoe wear. Top yes. tip there. Can't go wrong. Yep. What, 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 what have you got as a top um, tip? This, this one is really, um, based on my previous experience, I find this is very important. Um, and it's getting more attention. And that's to take care of yourself. Um, don't, it can be overwhelming. There's a lot of external stimulation going on. Even for a gregarious extrovert for myself, I can be overwhelmed. Gen Con last year was very overwhelming. Um, Don't let that somehow diminish or ruin your experience. Uh, Take time for yourself. I know that a geek way, I know Gen Con, I'm sure UK Games Expo as well, has like a quiet room, place to just kind of sit quietly to get away for a few minutes. If you need to go back to your hotel, take a breather, get some air conditioning because it's hot outside because these ga- these conventions are in the summer. Um, whatever it takes to maintain your mental health. Now, I understand that gaming is good for overall mm-hmm. mental health, but there's so much. There's just, it's just so much intense stimulation. Make sure you take care of yourself. I was going to add as well there, um, you, you'll meet maybe loads of people you know and everyone is trying to play games and organize games and often it just doesn't work out because people are starting games as you turn up or halfway through a game and you're thinking, do I sit for half an hour? What do I do? You wander off and then you come back and another group started. So just do what you need to do um, or ideally try and plan um, your sessions or yeah. just go and hang out with random people, which is what we do most years and see what comes up. Um, so lots of people want to play games. No one's really scary. Be, you know, there's those little flag systems that are sitting around looking for new gamers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that bit, I think the other bit then I said plan is do look at the, the floor maps and work out where to go. I think the first few years I went, I missed certain areas. Just didn't even see. <laughs> a, particularly now that a lot of these are split across multi halls. Yes, you th- you go around it and you see the things you want to do. Then you go around a second time and you go around a third time. Um, and so I, you know, there's the ones you really want to see, but tr- you know, there's so many, so much to see. It's worth uh, wandering around a, f- a few times to make sure you haven't missed out on um, potentially some very interesting new games for the future. Um, You got a bonus tip? I do. Yeah. So two things you should always pack in your backpack. Number one is water. Stay hydrated, right? You, you, you definitely want to do that. It's uh, the halls tend to be the, they turn the air conditioning down so that it's extremely cold to compensate for the exterior heat outside. And that causes the air to be dry. So stay hydrated. The other thing to pack in your uh, bag <laughs> is patience. Uh, patience with yourself. Very important. 
I know this goes back to the mental health patients with others. We're all different and we're all, you know, we all, we, we got nothing but love for this hobby and love for one another. And just be patient that not everyone is like you. And I'm preaching to myself here. <laughs> um, not everyone's like you. Not everyone has your same level of intensity or comfort or just whatever. Uh, and allow yourself to be yourself, but be patient with everyone else. So patience and bottled water are key elements. Good sound advice, PJ. And deodorant. Yes. Think about last week's episode. Mm. <laughs> Good thinking. So yeah. with that, um, I look forward to anyone, I guess, who is at UK Games Expo, who wants to say hello, come and find me. Uh, no doubt we can do a very quick interview about how you're finding the show. Uh, and you get yourself on the um, UK Games Expo special episode. Um, and likewise, I guess you'll do the same when you're at Gen Con. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a challenge for all of our listeners. If you go to UK Games Expo, find Gareth, take a picture with him, and send it to me. I'm trying to collect pictures of Gareth with everyone. <laughs> Let's see. Terri- you're, gonna, terrifying. you're not going to get any games in. Everyone's just going to be like, Gareth! Is there a prize? Just There might be. Ooh, interesting. There might be. We wait and see. I'm yeah. intrigued. Okay, well, thank you, PJ, as ever. It's been a pleasure chatting to you about the Games Expos and our top tips and what we've been playing recently. And I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe. And as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments. And don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram, at Meeple to Meeple.